Hello, everybody. My name is Davis. Uh, many of you knew that already, and some of you did not, and that's okay, too. Now, before I begin, I have been strongly encouraged to talk about a practice that we do at our youth group. And when we introduce ourselves, we say three things. We say our name, we say our school, and we answer a question. So for me, my name is Davis, I go to the Summit Country Day School, and my favorite cereal is Apple Jacks. So now, um, I was asked to talk to you all today about hope. And that has caused me to think about where the sources of hope in my life come from. And what I found out is in my worst moments, when I've been broken down, or stressed, or lost, I've always been able to find hope in the people around me, my friends, and my family. It is my belief that God speaks to us through other people. However, just as he calls on others for our sake, so does he call upon us to provide hope for others. So be observant and be kind, because you never know when you can be someone's light in the darkness. Thank you. Hi, my name is Emma. I get a lot at Hills High School, and my favorite cereal is Cinnamon Crunch. Uh, with the theme of glimmer of hope in mind, I think about what can be improved in the Presbyterian society. Nothing is perfect, and we all know that we are far from it. With this past weekend, I've seen so much improvement by having 24 hours in a small personal space to connect with ourselves. I had the opportunity to help plan a youth-oriented retreat at the Mount Washington Church that would help others, including myself, become closer to our God and with ourselves. There was an activity that we had to do where we had to find an object that fit the prompt that we were given. I had find something that has something to say about grief or loss. I walked up to the entrance of the chapel where candles laid on a table from the night before from up the vespers. These candles reminded me of a time when I was in England. I had the opportunity to go to England last spring, and while I was there, I was able to visit several churches. There was one particular church that left a significant impact on me. This church had a sanctuary full of candles that were placed by people commemorating those who have passed. I found it special that lighting a candle can mean so many different things to each person. It could mean a light in the, a light in the darkness for you, but for her, it could mean letting go of the past, or to him, it could, it could mean remembering who is gone. The light of a candle shows hope for an end to an era and represents to me a new beginning. In part, I experienced all of these when I set my candle on the sanctuary table. This was, simple, this was similar in our vespers that we did at the end of the night at our retreat. We listed our fears as we placed our candles that we made earlier that evening, and we let go any anxiety and felt safe enough to let go anything that we held that was debilitating us from living a full life as a young teen. This whole experience, both in England and the Mount Washington Church, were calming and reassuring to me in my faith, and helped me move on from anything that was into the path that was in the past, and brought me one step closer to fulfilling my life, giving me a glimmer of hope. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. My name is Lucy, and I'm a senior at Ursline Academy in Blue Ash. My favorite breakfast cereal is Frosted Flakes. And in the story of the paralyzed man, I like to picture what it must have looked like when the paralyzed man stood up. After breaking through the roof, the dust must have been settling. 
Light shone through the hole in the ceiling onto the man as Jesus stood by his side, lifting him up. On one side was a crowd, shocked. On the other side was the Pharisees, bewildered by what Jesus had just done. And the paralyzed man's friends above him, looking down through the broken roof. Those friends must have had immense faith and hope. They lowered their friend through a roof with no way to get him out if he didn't stand up. I wonder whose idea it was to go and see Jesus and lower their their friend through the roof. His friends may have pushed him to go and see Jesus and promised to support and encourage him along the way. In my own life, I've had many friends who have pushed and encouraged me in the right direction, supporting me at each step. The summer after my eighth grade year was the first time I was eligible to to go to Montreat with Knox Youth Group. I was unsure about going. I was the only member of my family who came to Knox. I had other trips that summer, and I didn't know many other people going on the trip. I was paralyzed by fear. I was paralyzed by doubt. I was paralyzed by uncertainty. Then I had one of the greatest gifts of all. Just like the paralyzed man's friends must have pushed him, one of my friends and greatest mentors pushed me. Heidi pushed me to have one of the best experiences of my life that year at Montreal. That year allowed me to make more friendships and relationships and strengthened my faith. The next year at Montreal, I was given another push in the right direction. It was there that I met Sharon, who had recently taken a position at Pleasant Ridge Presbyterian Church. PRPC is an amazing church, which happens to be down the street from where I live. Sharon pushed me to help with Vacation Bible School and then to help with Sunday School. Ever since then, I've been helping there each Sunday, where I learned that I have a lot to offer, especially with sharing my faith with the young people at Pleasant Ridge Presbyterian. And just as Jesus stood by the paralyzed man as he rose to walk for the first time, so too will he stand by me. Through each step of my life, Jesus will be there to help me see that I can rise out of fear. I no longer have to be paralyzed by what scares me. I have lifelong friends who will give me the courage to rise up, to go into the world, and to keep my faith along the way. Hello, my name is Julia. And I'm Camille. And we're seniors at Walnut Hills High School. My favorite cereal is Cocoa Puffs. My favorite cereal is Fruit Loops. <laughs> I've been raised Catholic my whole life. My church never had a youth group. I met Anne and Girl Scouts, and we became good friends when we started going to school together. She invited me to Knox Youth Group in seventh grade, and I've been coming ever since. Although I didn't grow up going to Knox, it still feels like home to me, and everyone here has always welcomed me with open arms. Camille and I met in eighth grade when we had a lot of classes together, but even though we had a lot in common, we didn't know each other very well. When Camille started go- coming to youth group more often, we began talking and realized how similar we actually were. We found ourselves looking forward to youth group each week and talking to each other in school more and more, and our friendship grew. 
One thing that Knox taught me is that God doesn't only exist in certain pews in only one tradition. I've experienced a new and closer relationship with God through Knox that added to my own spirituality. Believing in God was sometimes hard for me, Seeing all the bad things and negative events that went on in the world, I wondered where God was through all of them. But after my first summer at Montreat, I felt closer to God than ever, because I realized that it was God who guided us through all the negative events, and it was God who gave us the wonderful people who helped us through life, such as our youth leaders and my wonderful lifelong friends I've made through Knox. Without Knox, I think I would still often be questioning my faith. I've also met kids from other faiths and culture and economic backgrounds who I found God in through youth group, such as our friends over at Isaac Wise Temple. And I realized what's common in all those people in the houses of worship is love, plain and simple. God calls us to love and accept one another, and Knox has given me so many opportunities to experience that love and share with others. Whether it was through the musicals, weeks at Montreat, back home meetings, or connecting with kids across the city, God was there through it all, and so is Knox. Even though I'm not a member of the church, I've never felt out of place here in Knox. I'm so grateful that you welcomed me in years ago, and I'm so glad I've stayed ever since. Ever since I can remember, my Sundays have been filled with Knox. I would go to Sunday school and then eventually confirmation class. Now I work at Knox on Sunday mornings watching babies in the nursery. Every step of my life, Knox has been there. My freshman year, Knox presented me the opportunity to go to Montreat. I had no idea what to expect, but now my summers aren't complete without it. Although I have so many memories from Montreat, one of my favorites is from last summer. Upon arrival, vibrant turquoise picnic tables just outside the sanctuary greeted me. While we all admired the beautiful color, it wasn't until the pastor explained the story behind the seemingly simple tables that we understood their true meaning. A woman in Texas put a turquoise picnic table in her front yard and invited her friends, neighbors, and even strangers to sit at the table. She invited them to talk about life or just to hang out. The turquoise table began to represent community and hospitality. The pastor urged all of us to sit at the turquoise picnic table, rather we simply talk with old friends or with new. Later that day, Julie and I saw a few people sitting at the table and asked if we could join them. They welcomed us and we began talking about school in our hometowns. It turned out the people sitting at the table were from Arkansas. We talked with them for a while, and I found it incredible how much we had in common with complete strangers. The turquoise table reminded me of a Bible verse from Romans chapter 15, verse 7. Welcome one another, therefore, just as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. While there isn't always going to be a turquoise table, we can still welcome strangers and make an effort to get to know one another. Youth Group has given me the opportunity to get to know so many people that have shaped my life for the better. While I'm anxious to begin college next year, thanks to our amazing youth group, I feel prepared for this next stage in my life. Hello, my name is Samantha Stanek, and I go to Walnut Hills High School, and my favorite cereal is cinnamon checks, rice checks, corn checks, and wheat checks. All the checks are fine with me. 
Just like every other youth here, youth group has been a huge piece of my life. My parents met at their youth group many moons ago up in Michigan. My mom wanted me to join Knox's because of all the memories she had from hers. At first, I did not want to come and hang out and be weird with people I didn't know for two hours every Sunday. But there was something inside of me that told me to stay and that this group of people maybe aren't as weird as I thought they were. It was strange to me that everyone was themselves and nothing was held back. Teenagers don't normally show all of themselves to just anyone, and at this place, people were just who they were, and it was hard to acclimate to at first. Well, obviously I kept coming, and I have been trying to every Sunday ever since. Somehow, God led me to this youth group. I can tr truly tell you that all of these people are my family. Lola, my sassy little sister, and Kevin, my amazingly talented brother, and Gabrielle, my ray of sunshine sister, and Nick, my bacon-loving brother. I could say so much about every person in youth group, but I'm sorry to say that I have a time limit. All of these people mean something to me, and I try my best to talk with them every Sunday. Our family is especially strong at Montreat every summer, and I can tell you that when I come back, I will be severely dehydrated from crying the whole week because of how special these people are. Each and every one of them give me hope for the future and what we can all become. They show me to never give up and hope and pray that everything will turn out okay, and somehow it always does. Next year, when I am gone, I will think about every one of you and hope that you are doing okay, but I know that you will be, because you all are a glimmer of hope in my life, and I don't know what I'd do without you all. I don't know exactly what I want to do at Ohio State next year or my life in general, but I know with all my heart that I want to be the glimmer of hope for all the people that I meet.